Good morning. Welcome to our daily reflections with Andy. Uh, it's Tuesday morning. I'm glad that you've taken a few minutes of your time to dig into God's Word with us this morning as we continue uh, reading uh, in 2 Corinthians. We talked yesterday about how we'll take some time uh, the next few weeks to just kind of unpack 2 Corinthians. It's a book of the Bible that I know as a pastor, I've kind of, I don't want to say skipped over, but it doesn't always draw my attention like 1 Corinthians does or some of Paul's later works do, or even the Gospels, or the Old Testament. So I, I don't know, for some reason in my life, and my ministry, 2 Corinthians is a book of the Bible that's just kind of always, just kind of fallen, fallen back to me. So I want to take a few minutes just each morning to unpack it and to talk a little about it and to learn some more. If you missed uh, our recent videos, you can always subscribe to our podcast where they'll be there or uh, watch this on YouTube and you'll see previous videos off to the side as well. So I would encourage you to um, take some time, um, save these up. If you've got a long road trip, I'd say maybe save up some of these videos, uh, listen to them. That way, whoever's riding in the passenger seat can fall asleep. They'll be great for insomnia. Just knock you right out. So just uh, maybe at night, save a few of these podcasts, just listen to, and you'll just um, go to sleep like a baby. It's like you'll be sitting in church listening to one of my sermons. Anyway, today we're going to uh, be reading from uh, first. I'm sorry, Second Corinthians chapter one. We'll finish out this chapter. We'll read verses twelve through twenty-four. First uh, Corinthians, second. I'm second Corinthians. I keep saying first. Second Corinthians chapter one, verses twelve through twenty-four. Indeed, this is our boast, the testimony of our conscience, that we have behaved in the world with frankness and in godly sincerity not by earthly wisdom, by the grace of God, and all the more towards you. For we write you nothing other than what you can read and understand. I hope that you will understand until the end, as you've already understood in part, that on the day of the Lord Jesus, we are your boast, even as you are our boast. Since I was sure of this, I wanted to come to you first, so that you might have a double favor. I wanted to visit you on my way to Macedonia, and come back to you from Macedonia, and have you send me on to Judea? Well, was I vacillating when I wanted to do this? Do I make plans according to ordinary human standards, ready to say yes, yes, and no, no at the same time? As surely as God is faithful, our word to you has not been yes and no. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, whom we proclaim among you, Silvius and Timothy and I, was not yes and no, but to him it was always yes. For in him, every one of God's promises is a yes. And this reason is through him that we may say, for this reason it is through him that we may say amen to the glory of God. But it is God who establishes us, who establishes us with you in Christ, has anointed us by putting his seal on us and giving us his spirit in our hearts as the first installment. But I call upon God as my witness with me. It was to spare you that I did not come again to Corinth. I do not mean to imply that we lord it over your faith, rather we are workers with you for your joy. For because you because you stand firm in the faith, so Paul here was writing to Corinth, saying, "I had planned to visit you." Uh, you remember, uh, Paul is an itinerant preacher. He travels from town to town preaching the gospel. Um, he, he has sailed across the world. Macedonia was um, part of uh, Europe, where he he went to preach. So Paul had said, "I planned to come to you twice, actually, to see you on the way to Macedonia, and then to see you." Um, on the way back, uh, back to the Holy Land. Um, and he says, you know, I wasn't vacillating. I wasn't being yes and no, but I wanted to go, but I was prevented. Um, 
And I think that's an important word for us to, to hear um, in Paul's life. We, we hear it in Paul's life and we can hear it in our life. I, I don't know about you, but I'm a planner. Um, every, every day before I leave the office, I, I sit down with my planner and I write down my to-do list um, for the next day. Um, I have my, my ADD brain, uh, so it's kind of hard for me sometimes to focus on tasks. So I like to write everything down that I plan to accomplish that next day. And then as the day goes along, I, I check it off. I, I have a either a little legal, in fact, this morning, before I sat down to record this, I, I looked over my to-do list and I already started checking things off even before I started this video. This video, as a matter of fact, is on my to-do list for the day. So I, I, I like to plan and think. What do we do when we're prevented? Paul says here, I don't make, he says, um, I don't, I, I, I do not um, plan. I do, I, do I make plans according to, to ordinary human standards? Ready to say yes, yes, and no, no at the same time? Uh, that's one of the things I think is important in scripture. Paul, Jesus says, let your yeses be yeses and your noes be noes. Paul here says every promise of Jesus is a yes. So Paul here says, yes, I intended to do this. It was my goal and my plan to be a blessing, a double blessing to you, but I was unable to. And I think sometimes in life we've had these frustrations when things don't go according to plan, when our plans change, when life has a way of intruding. Uh, there's an old line from, I think it was John Lennon, uh, life's what happens when you make plans. So often we have our plans. So often I, I know that I have my plans for what I want to do today and tomorrow and the day after that. I, I tell my staff I have short-term plans, medium-term plans, and long-term plans. Short-term plans are the things I'm going to do today. Medium plans are the medium-term plans are the plans I want to do sometimes the next month or so. My long-term plans may take years to come into fruition. But I'm always planning and thinking and trying to organize and get things done. Um, it's very frustrating to me. It's very frustrating to me when I can't do my plans. It's very frustrating to me when my plans don't work. It's very frustrating to me when I'm not able to do what I want to do when I want to do it. And here's why. I still have the myth in my life that I'm in charge of my life. Um, most of us do. If you're a hard worker, if you work hard at your job or, or deal with your family, if you plan for your retirement, if you are taking control of the things that you can take control of, then sometimes we can buy into the myth of our own self-sufficiency. That I, I can do it myself. I can do it myself. And I wonder sometimes if God is in heaven looking at us like we look at our children or our, our grandchildren. You know how when you're Kids are young. They, they, every child goes to the, the I do it myself phase. It's time to get dressed. I do it myself. It's time to eat breakfast. I do it myself. And you know, as a parent, you're thinking, oh golly, it's gonna be so inefficient. <laughs> it's just gonna be, it's gonna be so inefficient. Come on, come on. We got, we're on, we're on, we're on a tight window here. Come on, come on, move, 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 move. We got, I gotta be at work. I gotta go here. Like it's very frustrating as a parent, isn't? When our kids are in the I do it myself phase. And sometimes we say, no, I'm gonna do it for you. But as the kids do it themselves, they do grow and they do learn and they mature. So on one hand, I wonder if God is in heaven saying, come on, Andy, stop being so dumb. Come on. You know, you can't do this by yourself. I think sometimes God lets us do it ourselves so that we can hit our head against a wall. Particularly those of us, if you're like me, who are stubborn. Sometimes the only way I'll learn is if I 
bang my head against a wall for long enough to realize, oh, wait, this, this wall is not going to budge. And I'm going to give myself a concussion if I keep headbutting it. Some of us learn quickly. Others of us are a little bit slower learners. And I think for those of us who are slower learners, sometimes God has to let us try to make our plans and do it our way, only to see it not work. Until we eventually learn, oh, I'm not God. Oh, I'm not in charge of everything. Oh, I can't control everything. In fact, in life, there's actually very little that I control. In fact, maybe the only thing that I do control is my reaction to life. So then we learn to submit our plans, submit our lives, submit even our to-do list to God. And we understand that our job is not to change the world necessarily. Our job is not to be perfect. Our job is not to do this. Our job is just to be faithful in the moment-by-moment moment things that God has given us to do. So today, friends, you may have a to-do list. I'm, in fact, honestly, if you were off yesterday and today's your first day back in the office in a couple of days, your to-do list probably is a mile long. You probably got a call list. You probably got a, you probably got emails waiting on you. You've got so many things that you've got to do today. I know you do. I know that I do. I've got to be two places at once at one point today. It's just the way life goes. And I want to do it all myself. But perhaps the most important thing today that I can do today is to slow down, to pray, to use the time that God's given me today to seek his face, and then to approach this day with diligence and with grace, seeking not what I can do today, but seeking to how in every interaction that I have be an, a vessel of grace for the people I meet. My job is not to accomplish everything in front of me. My job is to keep the greatest commandment, to love God and love neighbor. In fact, maybe that ought to be at the top of our to-do list. Not emails or phone calls or tasks. Maybe the top of our to-do list ought to be to love God, love neighbor. And if we accomplish that task, then we've accomplished really the greatest task God has for us. So today, slow down. I know that sounds like counterintuitive advice, but it is. Slow down. Focus on his spirit. Focus on what he has given you. And if, like Paul, you can't do everything you want to do, it's okay. It's okay. Do what he wants you to do. Then it'll all be all right. Thanks for watching today or listening on podcasts. You can subscribe through Spotify, through Apple Podcasts, to these podcasts as well. Watch them on YouTube. Check it out on our blog. I'll share it on Facebook as well every morning. Um, I'll email them out. So just, I hope you enjoy these. Comment below if you have any questions or uh, anything you'd like to spoil a little further. Uh, thanks for spending a few, a few minutes with me this morning. Uh, have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow.